Welcome to Dentists, Puns, and Money. I am your host, Sean Terrell. My guest on today's show is Tom Hammond, president and owner of Hammond & Associate, a dental practice brokerage. Tom and I discuss how far out a dentist should have practice valuations done ahead of their dental practice sale. And Tom and I also dive into why his company completes something called a letter of direction for all his dental practice owner clients. As a reminder, our company, Dentist Exit Planning, helps dentists leaving clinical with the financial piece of that transition, specifically how to reduce that massive lifetime tax bill and how to optimize living off your assets. If you're interested in guidance on your taxes and your income as you exit clinical, schedule an initial consultation with us on our website, which is DentistExit.com. And with that introduction, I hope you enjoy my conversation with Tom Hemmett. All right, Tom Hemmond with Hemmond and Associates. Welcome to Dentist Puns and Money. I am excited to hear your story. Thank you for joining us, Tom. Thank you, Sean. How are you doing today? I'm doing well. My favorite place to start with these podcasts is just to give the audience some background on each guest and kind of their journey, where they started and where they are now. Could you share a little bit about how you've reached this current point of your career? Okay. Whenever I'm talking to a new client, uh, I'll give them a brief history about Hemmen and Associates and, and how we got to where we're at today. Our company was started uh, by my father, Henry, back in the 60s. And he was an accountant that specialized in dentistry and uh, went through, uh, obviously, from 64 all the way through. I graduated college in 87. I've got a finance degree, uh, a business degree in economics, and decided I was going to go into business with him. Did that for about a year and a half decided accounting is just not for me. He says, well, hold on, you know, it's going it's to get more exciting. And I said, well, you know, give me a call when it does. And so I left. And, and a few years later, he gave me a call. That was right around 2000. Uh, he had started up uh, brokerage because his clientele was reaching retirement age. And instead of just closing the doors, he says, hey, why don't we, well, we can sell your practice. And that was the birth of the brokerage. And I uh, was working with him part-time at that time, and then uh, in 2015, at the end of 2015, started full-time, bought into the practice, bought him out, and here we are today. So maybe just to clarify, Hammond & Associates has transitioned from being in a dental accounting firm to a dental sale brokerage firm, present day? That's spot on. Okay. In my experience, one of the big pieces of selling a dental practice is knowing how much it's worth and the valuation of it. Also, in my experience, a dentist can often kind of have a timeline in their head for when they want to think about selling their practice. How should a dentist go about thinking the value of their practice and kind of the timeline when they want to sell it in your experience, Tom? You know, a dentist, that's really a great question because a lot of times what happens is a doctor will wait until six months or a year before they want to sell, and that's a little too late. We recommend uh, minimum. If you're thinking about selling in the next five years is to give us a call. And the reason being, when you go through an evaluation, we're using anywhere between three and four years of information to come up with, here's the areas of opportunity and here's the worth of the practice. Well, if you can find the areas of opportunity now, change uh, whatever you need to change and, and uh, increase uh, your productivity, et cetera. What's going to happen is then four years from now, when we use the, the last three years, they're going to be at uh, the pinnacle and uh, you're going to get the biggest return on, on investment as you can for the sale of your practice. A lot of times what we'll run into uh, are doctors going, oh my gosh, I thought it was worth more. And if you're waiting till the very end, 
to figure out what your, your practice is worth, that would be the wrong time because you're not going to have enough time to make any changes. And then what we also do is we recommend that perhaps uh, what you do is you start it uh, throughout your career is every four to five years have an evaluation done. And it's more than just the value of the practice. It's analyzing uh, how the practice is working, how the business is going. And when you can identify the areas of opportunity and improve your performance and improve your bottom line, you're putting more money in your pocket on an annual basis and uh, along with increasing the value of the practice. So if a dentist is thinking that they would like to be their, their practice to be worth X number of dollars by a certain point in the future, if we know how much it's worth today, then we can do something or we can take steps actively to make it worth more in the future if it needs to be worth more than it is currently? That's spot on. Yeah. It gets to the point where times what we'll hear is, hey, I should have done this years ago, uh, just simply because they know how much more. And not, doctors aren't in the business for money. You know, Most aren't in it for money. They're in it for the people. But as long as you're doing the procedures and everything else, you might as well get paid what it's worth. So you can identify the areas of opportunity. If uh, expansion is, is what you're looking for, then okay, great. We can help there. Uh, but we can also identify just the day-to-day operations that, uh, that you need to be performing at uh, so you can hit your goals. Two-part question. I heard you say something a little bit ago that doctors often say to you that, gee, I thought it would be worth more. First part of the question is what often makes the doctor or the dentist think that it would have been worth more? And then second part of that question is that could be a tough pill to swallow or digest for a dentist that thought they were ready to retire and was banking on a certain number from the sale of their practice to exit clinical. How do you, for lack of a better word, sugarcoat that news when working with a dentist or kind of like help them understand it a little bit better in a way that's a little bit more digestible? <laughs> Great question. Uh, okay, so what, what was the first part? What did you ask? What is it that makes dentists or doctors often think that their practice is worth more than after you do an analysis of it and evaluation of it, find out that it's worth less than the dentist thinks that it's going to be worth? What are some of the common factors that lead to that? Okay. Well, one, most doctors do not have a business degree. So they feel that when they're busy, they're working full time and everybody's working. Okay, fine. A lot of times the uh, the focus on the financials aren't there. Many have not received the actual training to know what to look at. And that's why folks would pay us to do that for them, to do the valuation, to analyze it and explain it to them. And usually when we get done explaining, it's like anything else. Whenever you do an evaluation, what's the first thing people look at? I mean, they look at the bottom line, you know, what's the value? They don't read the information that goes into the appraisal to say, okay, here's here's the areas that are in need of focus. So when they get over the sticker shock, so to speak, you go back and explain it, say, I understand that. Here's where we can help you. And here's what you need to do. And it's not about sugarcoating, but just more so a matter of fact, here are the areas. Uh, and if you do A, B, and C, it will improve that bottom line. And they're usually pretty happy about that. But they do have that, oh, you know, gosh, I, I thought it would be worth more. And that's just simply because they've been busy. They're not really focusing on in analyzing uh, the areas of opportunity and efficiency. 
that kind of leads into the next topic of conversation. Uh, maybe one way to not get to that point at the end of someone's clinical career would be to be doing some ongoing valuations along the way throughout their clinical career. I can see why dentists would hesitate to do that because they're busy seeing patients, they're busy running the practice, they have maybe a family during these years. Is the valuation process time consuming or is there a way to simplify it to make it not as arduous as it could appear to someone who doesn't do them every day? No, and, and in fact, uh, a lot of times uh, doctors will say, well, how much time is this going to take out of my schedule? For the most part, we'll send out a, a questionnaire. It's a four-page questionnaire. And the information that we're asking is fairly simple to fill in. Uh, where the work comes in is, is dealing with the accountants and employing reports and what have you. But that, we can walk their, their administrative people through it, help the doctors exactly and saying, here's how you pull these reports. And then we'll talk with the accountants and financial advisors to get all the information that we need uh, to conduct the, uh, the final appraisal. So for them, for a doctor to take the time and, and have the valuation done, uh, very minimal time it's going to take from them. We do, uh, it is an intense, deep dive. I mean, we're asking for three or four years of reports, and most offices have those reports at the touch of a button. So it doesn't take that long to produce those reports, productivity, collections, et cetera. It's very little time invested. Now, from that standpoint to, okay, here are your areas of opportunity, whether it's in uh, lab or supplies or, or salaries, what have you, we'll, we'll let them know, here are the percentages that you need to be running at. Here are some suggestions as to what you can do to make that happen. In most cases, looking at fee schedules, et cetera, we'll narrow it down for them to make a, an easy decision on, uh, on what they need to do. Is there a time of the year that kind of is a, the best time to try to do that for an owner dentist? We live in the Midwest, so I try to do all my project work like this during the cold winter months, but I don't know. I don't want to point you in that direction. Is there a better time of the year to try to get that stuff done? Yeah, no, you know what? And that, that's a great question. I've been asked a lot of questions, but never on, hey, what, what's the best time of year to do an appraisal? From an appraisal valuation, it's any, any time. Any time is good. And it's looking at the history. It's looking at year-to-date information. So if it's at the beginning of the year, there's not going to be a whole lot of year-to-date. So that's not going to have really that much of an impact. We'll, we'll look at the previous years. If it's in the middle of the year, we can do projections out through the end to, to give the doctor a, a very good, uh, good look at, at what it's all about. It's more so any time of year from an appraisal valuation that it works. And then two, people will also ask, well, when's the best time to, to put my practice on the market? And there are times, and, and depending on who you're going to target, because there's different buyer markets that, that you're looking at. Uh, some people want uh, large DSOs. Some uh, may uh, look at a small group or some uh, may make sense to have just an individual. So it, it depends on what the buyer group uh, as far as going to the market. Uh, but I know your, your question is as far as appraisal. Any time of the year is a good time to, to have an appraisal. And they can count on, once we have all the information that, that we're requesting, uh, we'll have the uh, appraisal done within seven to 10 business days back in our hands. And kind of what I heard you say a little bit ago, that appraisal, it sounds like the modern dental office software has made creating those appraisals a lot easier than maybe it used to be. 
supplying the reports. Absolutely. Now, if you're not automated and you don't have, not using computers, what have you, it, it might be a little bit of a struggle, but nowadays 99% of the offices are all automated and they're using the software where it's a matter of pushing the button. Sometimes we have to figure out where the reports are, but we can help with that. And once they know where to locate them, having them uh, printed off and emailed and or uh, faxed over is, is not a problem. Tom, we've talked about the value in getting appraisals and evaluations done well in advance of when a dentist might want to sell their practice. Your company has created something called the letter of direction for owner dentists who will eventually sell but aren't ready to sell yet. Could you explain what the letter of direction is and how a dentist might benefit from having one in place? Absolutely. Every appraisal that we do, we also offer the doctor a letter of direction. And that letter of direction, it comes into play death and disability. So in the event something drastic like that happens, what, what happens to the value of the practice is it immediately starts losing value. The letter of direction that we share with the doctor, they share it with their attorney, they share it with family members so that uh, if anything were to happen to them, the attorney and or family members would contact uh, him and associate and the uh, practice would go on the market immediately. And what that involves is, let's say we do an appraisal now in, in 2023. So in, in 2024, we would reach out and say, okay, let's have updated tax returns, profit and loss statements, et cetera. And we would update the valuation so that uh, in any given moment in the 12-month period, what we're looking at is a well-valued practice and one that's ready to hit the market at a moment's notice. And uh, that's, that's what we do with, uh, as, as far as a letter of direction. You said something important in there that in the event of a death or a disability, that the practice starts to lose value very quickly and almost immediately. So that's something that a letter of direction could help avoid. Spot on. That is absolutely correct. That'd be good to have. And as someone who runs my own small business, and Tom, maybe you can appreciate this. So much of the business is in the owner's head that just getting some basic information on paper for everyone else that would have to figure everything out on their own. To me, those breadcrumbs or those little hints would point people in the right direction, at least to make that process not as complicated, not as hard as it otherwise would be. Oh, well, and, and, and what's sad, Sean, is we've had this many times in the past. And, and to get that phone call of saying, you know, oh, my gosh, my wife died or my husband died and, and we need to get, get, get this taken care of. We really we jump into action and the quicker we can get it out there, the better, obviously, uh, so that the, the practice doesn't lose value. And, and you're, you're taking care of the family and, and not only the immediate family, but also the work family as well, the staff, so that they still have a place to go to work. And with that, uh, we take it to a point where if one didn't exist and we do receive those calls from uh, the family members saying, hey, we need to sell the practice. We have to go through a four-page questionnaire. We have the information that it's usually pretty quick and easy to get, but it's still going to be a time delay. So then the time delay on, on getting that information, getting the, the appraisal done versus being able to receive a phone call, say, put it on the market now, bam, that afternoon, it, it's on the market. So the more time that we can save between getting it on the market is going to make a big difference in, in what uh, what the practice is, is sold for. 
Tom, we've covered a lot of good information. Is there anything we haven't hit on today in our conversation that you think would be important to include or add? Yeah, no, I don't think so, Sean. Other than other than uh, the point being uh, when you and I uh, initially touched base, uh, our whole point is what we want to do is we want to help doctors. You know, we know uh, we've got a, a good reputation throughout the Midwest. We handle sales from Michigan to Indiana, Colorado. Uh, we're all over the U.S., but mainly focused in, in the Midwest. And our message is we want to help doctors understand what their businesses are worth and give them an opportunity that when it does come time to sell, that they're maximizing return on investment. And the time in between, whether it's 10 years before, 15 years before, or just three years before, they're also realizing uh, the the income in their pocket. And, and when it comes time to sell, they're, they're maximizing their return. So. Really appreciate you allowing us to be on the call and sending that message out to everybody. Happy to do that. Tom, for those that hear this and are interested in connecting with you and starting a relationship, what's the best way to get in touch with you and your company? Uh, our website, pretty uh, interactive website, www.hemmensoch.com, or they can call our 800 number at 800-745-1438. Do you give that phone number one more time just to make sure everyone got it? 800-745-1438. That is Tom Hemmen, president and owner of Hemmen & Associates. Tom, thank you for sharing your story, your expertise, and for being a guest here on Dentist Puns and Money. Thank you, Sean. Thanks for listening and following along. Are you a dentist nearing your retirement from clinical or have you already hung up your handpiece? Would you like a treatment plan for the financial components of your exit from clinical? Our company, Dentist Exit Planning, helps dentists like you reduce taxes in retirement and optimize how to best live off your assets, including the ideal time for you to start taking social security. If you'd like guidance on those critical pieces or just a second opinion, schedule an initial consultation with us on our website. Our web address is dentistexit.com and there's no obligation for your initial consultation. That website again, dentistexit.com. As a reminder, Dentist Exit Planning and Terrell Advisors LLC is a registered investment advisor. The information presented should not be interpreted or construed as investment, legal, tax, financial planning, or wealth management advice. It does not substitute for personalized investment or financial planning from Dentist Exit Planning or Terrell Advisors, LLC. Please consult with your accountant and attorney for tax and legal advice. This podcast conveys the views and opinions of Sean Terrell and his guests, and the information herein should not be considered a solicitation to engage in a particular investment tax planning, or financial planning strategy. Information presented is for educational purposes only, and past performance is not indicative of future results.